All right. Welcome to the Rise Up Podcast. I am your host, Jonah Mitchell. And on this show, I do my best to help you rise up to your potential by making it easier to get out of your own way, do the number one thing you need to see results, and ultimately learn how to sustain them for the long run, right? Um, and I hope you are finding this on a good day. Um, I hope you find this episode valuable. If you're a longtime listener, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you. Um, if you're a new person, uh, a new listener, um, I hope you find this valuable. I hope I help shift your perspective on what it really takes to, you know, see the results that we all uh, we're all looking to accomplish for ourselves. You know, and today's a great episode. I, I know it's going to be it's going to be very helpful. This is one of those uh, one of those ones where I really focus on a lot when I'm working with a client one-on-one, right? And so I'm sure you're very intrigued um, to for me to get into this episode, but, you know, I just always want to start this off by saying and asking a favor, you know, if this helps you in any small way, um, it, it shifts your perspective or kind of helps you keep going in, in, in your direction, you know, I really appreciate it if you take the time to share this episode with at least one person um, so that I may be able to help them as well. Because my entire goal is just to help you wherever, wherever you're at. And even if I never directly speak to you. I hope I can have even a small impact on your on your journey and your results um, for the future. So now, um, oh, and then one more thing, if you like this kind of stuff, you want to see more of my shorter videos, I've been focusing more on podcasting lately. Um, one of these days, I'll be able to throw these on my other short term, uh, my short form uh, platforms. But um, all those links are in the show notes, uh, free resources and um, transformation project. Um, resources, guides, stuff are all listed down below as well. So without further ado, let's talk about this very, very, very interesting, um, (laughs) um, interesting topic, right? Um, Failure. Failure is something that all of us, we all have really, really confused. Um, you know, it's, it's, unless you've been through it, unless you are, have, you're on the other side of what failing actually means, you know, in the moments where we haven't had a lot of success or at least perceived success, right? Failing seems to be a more of a uh, more prevalent, I think that's a word, uh, more, just more common, um, more common thing for a lot of people. You know, if you're listening to this and you're like super confused why, you know, this episode's called You Need Failure, it's because we do need it, right? And this is something that I really want to help you understand is like there's no perfect perfect time, perfect uh perfect timing, there's no perfect scenario. There's like life is always going to have curveballs that make it difficult for us to stay consistent, to make us feel like we're failing. Um, and it's not good or bad, right? Because because we don't control as much as we would like to in our life, right? We need to go through the obstacles. We need to go through the tough times to know what it takes, well, really to help us eliminate the things that make our life suck. <laughs> because honestly, one of the most important things we can learn is how to take any situation and find progress, even in a small way, right? And failing a lot is necessary. And I love to to go back to, um, you know, the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. And I'm, I always butch the line, but I remember the context like the or the gist of the 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 process to which we find what we want is usually from a process of elimination. Um, when you can clearly articulate the things that you don't want, it's, it's a lot easier to articulate the things that you don't want or you don't like because they make us feel uncomfortable. And only it may be 
difficult, more difficult to clearly identify and say the things that we do want that we do like, because, um, we're not used to it. We're not used to those things. We're used to the 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 former, not the latter. We're used to disappointment. We're used to frustration, and we all we all we have a clearer picture on what doesn't make us feel good. So, failing, quote unquote, failing is super necessary because if with, with without it, we wouldn't be able to celebrate and enjoy the the things that we do find that make our life better. So. Let me give you a quick example. Well, a quick example. I have lots of examples with this. So I'll start with like the my dieting success and failure, right? So first, I tried losing weight, improving body composition, you know, a couple of times throughout my life. And it was never the process of like looking truly at my food, right? It was always I need to exercise more because I had no idea what else to do, right? So I was working out six, seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. And, you know, when I didn't see any actual physical change, because I wasn't looking at all the data, I was looking at a number on the scale, but that's a, that's another podcast for another day, right? In my head, I was failing. I felt like I was doing everything right. I was looking at all, I was checking off all the boxes, but the results weren't coming. And so I just kept telling myself I was failing. I was failing. Um, Then that was before I even knew about food. Right. Then I started to actually pay attention because I had failed so much. I, I, I was told what I was doing wasn't working. Right. B- because my body wasn't changed the way that I want to. It kept saying that over and over and over and over and over again. I tried at least three times before I actually realized my food might actually have a bigger role than I actually realized. Right. So that's when I actually started learning about macros. Right. So I failed so much. And because I was super frustrated with the failure, I asked a different question. Right. I asked a different question. I was like, okay, if this isn't working, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be something I'm missing. Right. And without failing, right, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been able able to actually like look at the one area that I didn't want to look at my entire life was food. And then I started tracking calories. Right. I started paying attention. I got my first macro prescription and it was awesome. Right. Cause I started seeing the results that I was looking for. I was like, okay, now I'm working out six, seven days a week. Now I'm tracking my calories to a T right. 300 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs, 100 grams of fat. I was, I was dialed in um, so much so that I thought this was law that I had to eat that much protein at all times to see that results. So I was finding quote unquote success, but then I realized that I I did fail in the long run because I wasn't thinking of how I wanted to live. I wasn't thinking about my relationship I was creating with my food because I couldn't not track something, right? I couldn't not track a, if I had lost a single grain of rice on my plate, I would go reweigh the whole plate, right? I couldn't enjoy my wedding. I couldn't enjoy my honeymoon to the fullest because I was constantly in my head thinking that I since I couldn't track anything, I was failing now. I wasn't doing the thing that I needed to do to see results, right? So now I have a new relationship with with, with failing because now I had the result, right? But now I'm failing if I don't do it perfectly every single time. Now I'm failing if I fuck up once, right? If I have one chocolate croissant off my plan, I'm going to regain all the body fat that I lost because I had no idea that because uh, I was still operating off of carbs to make you fat. So the less carbs I ate, the more uh, that's how I figured that's how you would lose body fat and retain muscle mass. I was wrong because I and I well, I was very wrong <laughs> for multiple reasons, but for the biggest reason that I had this topsy turvy of failing, not seeing any result, to now having a result and still failing 
right? And then because of all that, because of how uncomfortable I was with the way that I was living, right? I failed at what I was really trying to accomplish. And what I was really trying to accomplish was live in a body that I could be proud of that allowed me to live the life that I want, right? Feel the way that I want to feel, look the way that I want to look, or at least sustain a lifestyle lean, right? Where I don't have to be super meticulous with my food. If I can go, if I want to go out and eat on a spontaneous date night, I can, but I still want to maintain athletic performance, strength, and, you know, help my body feel good i want the energy to to be able to, to go out and do something that i that um that i could easily say no to if i was just super lethargic and super run down and, and because i failed so much because i was chasing one thing after the other i failed i failed at doing things the way that i thought i was supposed to do them but because of it it showed me the path necessary to live the life that I deep down wanted, but I didn't know what it's what I want. I didn't know that's the life I wanted to live, right? I thought I wanted the body. I thought I wanted the, the, the weight loss. I thought that those things would solve my problems. That I would feel comfortable, confident in every scenario in, in my life, but they were just the means to help me clear up what I actually wanted. And because I tried multiple things, I tried and failed over and over. I kept clearing up the picture because I kept getting rid of the things I didn't want. I didn't like feeling like a failure when I had results. I didn't like feeling like a failure when I didn't have results. Right. But I was, I was, I was looking at for what failure actually is, right. Failure isn't real. <laughs> it's only real when we give up. Right. And there, uh, this, it's unfortunate that there's some people who get there. There's some people who get to the point where they're so fed up, they just stop trying and they're, they accept that this current situation that they're in, even though it's uncomfortable, is the only thing that they can truly understand and truly accept, right? And that's that's something I, I, I mean, sometimes it's necessary. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been to, I've been to rock bottom before and, you know, it's, it's, it's a scary place to be, but sometimes it's necessary because it's another really, it's really, it's another really big reminder of what we don't want, what we don't like, right? We don't like the patterns that we fall into that lead us down these roads. So they can be very good wake up calls failing. Right. But again, in though in that moment, like if you get to that point where you've hit rock bottom and then you decide to get back up again, you didn't fail. You learn something. You learn that you need to persist. You learn that you need that you need to find something that actually looks works for you. Right. Failure almost doesn't exist when you look at it for what it actually is. There's contrast. There's there's light, there's dark, there's good, there's bad, right? We cannot have that what, what goes up must come down, right? There's contrast in everything in life. And when we can learn that none of it is good or bad, right? The good in our life isn't fully good and the bad in our life isn't fully bad, right? It's there for a reason. You know, this is getting a little bit, you know, um, uh, out there with like the, you know, whatever you believe, if you're spiritual or, or not, right? But this is just the choosing to react in a world that we don't control, right? Helps you feel more empowered than if you just had a physical result, right? The physical result is a byproduct of the way that we choose to build a relationship with ourselves and the world around us. We can choose to always feel miserable and feel like a failure, right? And feel like a, like with the way we perceive failing as like, oh, like we're, that we're hopeless, right? We can't do anything about our situation, right? But failing is the necessary stepping stones, right? To help you understand the contrast of the contrast of life, the ups and the downs, right? If we didn't have the downs in life, we couldn't truly appreciate the ups. And just because we go through the ups doesn't mean they'll always be that way, right? This is understanding what you can control in your day-to-day. -day. And this is, again, uh, 
what I really help my clients focus on is they'll never be in full control, right? We can meal prep all of our meals, but guess what? If you, if you got kids, if you got summertime rolling around and there's a bunch of random events that you, you, you say yes to, right? Those meal prep meals don't do shit. Cause now you're in an environment that you aren't able to control that you weren't prepared for. Right. But it doesn't mean that you can't still make progress that you that doesn't mean you failed that you went into those things because there's also a life that we want to live. Right. And in those moments, if you have a full week prepped and there's a surprise uh, lunch date, dinner date, whatever the fuck it is. Right. uh, Family get together or social outing with with your kids. Right. You want you don't want to feel like you failed to be able to go out and enjoy those moments. Right. You don't want to feel like. Uh, you messed up or, or dropped the ball when you when there's a part of you that wants to enjoy a piece of cake, enjoy a drink with friends or family, right? If that's genuinely what you want, we don't want to walk away feeling like a failure that we messed up and undid all our progress. We want to look at this opportunity as as literally a new opportunity to show up better, to create control the best way we can in environment in, in a life where we don't control everything. We'd like to. We have this fallacy as human beings to want to control all the things around us, but we we have so little control, so little control in our life, right? And that's super kind of scary when you think about it. <laughs> but the things that we do control are very, very important to remind ourselves of because we need to rem- be reminded more than we need to be taught. We need to remind ourselves that some things are necessary, right? Sometimes without the struggle, right, without the failing, aspect, we wouldn't be able to learn from the mistakes or the lack of preparation or the lack of awareness that we had, right? But when we fail a situation, right? Whenever I have a client that goes through a weekend and they're super frustrated with all the choices they made, I'm always super excited. And they're always super fucking confused because like as a nutrition coach, when you are uh, as a client, or at least in my experience with my team now and in my experience, you know, clients get like, they feel like they're a burden when they don't do things right. Well, if everyone knew, did everything right all the time, we wouldn't, as a coach, we wouldn't need, we wouldn't be needed. We wouldn't have a job. <laughs> if all we were to, to do was to be there when everything was going well and the, and every client did everything that we asked them to do without question, yeah, this would be an easy fucking job. <laughs> but the problem is most of us don't. Most people can't do that yet. And when I when I have a client who goes through a tough tough situation, a tough weekend, I'm super excited because that's when I get to do most of my job. That's when I get to give you the perspective of, hey, you didn't fuck up. Were you prepared? Did you ask for the situation? Right? Did you ask to go into the situation completely and utterly surprised? And did you ask to over? Uh, did you ask to be put in a situation that you were not prepared for? Right. Because when we weren't, when we don't, when we realize that we didn't ask for it, where it was literally out of our control and we were just a, our choices were a product of the environment we we're in. Right. A lot of times when we're in new environments, when we're not prepared for, our brain reverts back to what it knows. And a lot of times, those, the, the things that it knows are behaviors that don't actually help us feel better, that don't serve our health and weight loss goals. It doesn't make you a failure. It's just the biological response that we have in those moments. So when we give that the uh, uh, give ourselves that understanding, that reminder, like you reverted back to what you know because you have not yet practiced the the way that you want to show up, the way that you want to feel, the way that you want to deal with a situation. Right. This gives us the awareness and the opportunity to prepare for that next time. Right. So if it's like just. Uh, 
try and eat before you get there, right? Or uh, from the best food options you can, what can we prioritize? Can we prioritize hydration before we prioritize alcohol? Can we prioritize color and protein before we prioritize any desserts, right? And that gives us the ability to take a situation where we would usually feel like we're failing and we, we weren't able to be perfect and consistent and say, well, you know what? I can't do much about, I can't be perfect in this situation. I can't do much about this. This is something that was completely out of my control, but I can still choose to learn from my past mistakes, from my past lack of awareness and walk away from the situation feeling more empowered than I did before. And that's progress. That's you taking a failure, clear, uh, clarifying what you didn't want, what you don't want to feel after a scenario like that, and clearly articulating what you do want to feel, right? And making it the the most uh, empowering aspect of this of this process is taking a what failure actually is, just learning, giving you the signal that hey, something. We are what we were. We don't uh, something either we weren't prepared for doesn't make it that uh, makes it or uh, something that makes us feel something that we don't want to feel on a regular basis. It's a it's a checks and balances system. It's there to tell you this doesn't work for you. You're fine. There's something better out there for you. There's a better perspective. There's a better focus that you can find because we have this because we have this this uh, valuable information. You need to fail. That's the number. That's that's all this is. You need to fail because every time you fail, you get closer to the thing that's going to give you what you want, truly want. Most people think they want a number on a scale or a body composition, but they really want to live a life of freedom with their food and be comfortable in their own skin at the same time without guilt, without frustration. Right. And that's what we want to learn how to do, because guess what? Even when you have that understanding Right. As someone as a, a health and fitness professional that uh, I work with a lot of people, you know, who, you know, has a, a, a pretty good physique, has a pretty good relationship with food. Guess what? I'm not done. There's still times when I dread going to the gym. There's still times where I dread eating my meals uh, because I am super stressed out. I'm super emotional. Uh, uh, finances are tight, whatever it is. Right. Because life will always find a way to go up and go down. But that doesn't mean that I deserve to give up on myself because I can't control certain aspects. That doesn't mean that you deserve to give up on yourself because we quote unquote failed at staying consistent, right? We never actually fail. We just get better at better at dealing with any scenario. And once you can look at the, look at this process without a good or bad lens, right? And you take failure for what it is like, Oh, okay. I learned something from the scenario, right? No matter what's happening, right? You can still walk away feeling a little bit better, right? We can't control, we cannot fully eradicate stress and emotions from our life, right? But we don't have to always react the way that we usually do. We can we can have the emotion, right? We can have the anger, we have the upset, we can have the frustration, right? But it doesn't have to dictate what we do afterwards. We can acknowledge that, let it out, because now I have a new saying. If you're a long, if you've been a long time listener, I try to have a lot of sayings, right? But if we if we can learn to express instead of suppress, we can make room for how we want to actually respond to a situation, right? Because when we react to a situation based off of a feeling, usually it's not how we actually want to uh, spend our time. Or or what, uh, how we feel, right? It's thinking of it like this, like uh, I actually struggle with some social anxiety. If I'm in a room uh, of a lot of people that I don't know, um, well, no, that's not really fair. Uh, I'm usually more excited to be in a room with a lot of people that I don't know than I 
excited to be in a room with people that I do know <laughs> because then it's like, you know, if I, if I, I know the people and I know I generally don't get along with them, then I'm going to like kind of hover around the food and, and um, well, it's not that I generally don't get along with them. It's just like, maybe I just don't, we don't jive. Right. There's not like a very big connection there. So anyway, it that's a, and that's a very big, that's taken a lot of practice for me to even fucking pay attention to. Right. Cause you know, I talk to people who are just say any social environment, I'm super stressed out and I use food to deal with. Right. But it takes practice to be very specific. Like if I'm in a room full, like for example, um, when I was really studying and working really hard at getting all my certifications, I went to coaching events and I would meet a lot of people and I was never anxious enough to like go run and hide. Like I was always super excited to learn from a bunch of my peers that I had never met before because they were going to get, help me be a better coach. Right. It was never something I was stressed or anxious about um, that needed that I wanted to resolve uh, with the comfort of food. Right. But say I'm at a family gathering and something I've always struggled is you know, being comfortable just being around family. And this has been super weird for me for the vast majority of my life. And since I've married my wife, Hannah, right, she's very, very close to her family. And my family, like we're, we're all cordial. We all love each other. But like it, it like from when we were little kids growing up, it's not always been like happy go lucky times that we all like get super excited for holidays, right? It's more, uh, it's it's just not it's just not that culture that we have in my family yet, right? I'm, I don't know if that will ever change, but like being around family in my head, like there's not, there's a discomfort that immediately immediately I want to resolve, right? And usually I turn to food to resolve that immediate com- discomfort, right? But then I eat, I overconsume candy like Easter. Oh my God, I had I don't know if you listened to my podcast on on, on Easter uh, or after Easter, but I had like sixteen Reese's chocolate eggs, and man, when I tell you I felt like crap, I felt like complete absolute garbage. That day and the two days afterwards, because my stomach was just up in knots. I didn't want to eat anything. I didn't feel good, but it was because I was such. I was in that environment. My family was there. Hannah's family was there. It was like thirty people in one house, and I was just like, I don't want to feel this, right? But I was, my, I was reacting to the emotion. So then I was, because I was reacting, I was making choices that didn't actually um, help me feel the way that I want to feel. I wanted to feel better. I could have done that in better ways. But I wasn't th- I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't aware. But now I take that afterwards. Like, okay, I learned a valuable lesson, right? I if I'm in that scenario, I need to put boundaries with myself. I need to be able to catch myself sooner, right? What can I prioritize that's going to help take the edge off, right? Can I instead of using actual like candy or or drinks, can I find you know something bubbly like the ice drinks, right? That are like five calories, right? That are sweet that could help relieve that discomfort and i can drink like 12 of those and it'd be what like 60 70 calories right and probably i would probably still have some weird effects from it because you know if i drink too many of those i'll I'll get weird but i'd rather have that discomfort than the amount the amount of discomfort that i had from eating 16 reese's chocolate eggs and trust me i fucking love reese's chocolate eggs i didn't touch them for like a month after (laughs) and i had some like like my it used to be my all-time favorite candy, but it's not my second favorite candy, unfortunately. Um, well, fortunately and unfortunately, I guess. Um, <laughs> but still, just having that awareness allows me to learn from that scenario and be prepared. Because now the next time I'm in that, because I failed in that scenario, because I, I gave in to that discomfort, I can be ready and uh, remind myself right? To express my feelings, my discomfort of, okay, I'm uncomfortable with the situation, but because of things that I've learned, right? I don't have to respond 
the way that I have in the past. I can make a difference, right? And if I can walk away from a situation like that, feeling a little bit better, that's progress. And that's the exact thing I coach my clients through, right? If that, and that's a very specific scenario. This is just outings, right? This doesn't, this doesn't mean like uh, failing a diet, right? Or, the, or that, uh, this doesn't include fail or failing a diet, but it's the same process, right? That's a social environment, right? But if you are on a diet and you fail, right? It doesn't mean you are a failure. You might've learned a valuable lesson that cutting out carbs for the rest of your life isn't conducive to the way that you want to live your life or that being super restrictive and avoiding bad foods is, uh, is a, is, is a, is it you, you're learning that that's not actually beneficial for you, right? If that ruins your relationship with food of the things you can and cannot have, so that anytime you get the chance, you just stuff and gorge yourself, right? Is that how you is that, is that the relationship you want to have with your food? Is that how you want to respond when you are given the opportunity to eat foods that you genuinely enjoy, but because you have such a bad relationship with it, it's all or nothing? Like, I can't, if I have any of it, I will eat the entire bag. Like, is that how you want to respond, right? I probably deep down, probably not. But every time you cross that line and you quote unquote fail, you get closer to realizing there's far more than, than you des- uh, there's far more that you desire that go beyond a number on the scale that go beyond a physique uh, physique and go beyond a level of control that we think we we uh, that we think we deserve right we, do, we deserve we deserve to have control in our lives right but we have to accept that we can't control everything right and if we continue to try to uh, try for that unrealistic standard I should be able to do everything I should be able to do all the things all at once regardless of what I have going on it's like is that really real is that the example you want to be setting for your kids? Do you want them to live with the anxiety and stress that you do because you feel out of control all the time, right? You probably don't. You probably want to be able to catch that now and set that example now so that you can live and control the things that you can and find progress in that. And by the way, I, I've been talking about the perspective, right? The perspective that that leads to the physical results, but I need to really, really throw this here uh, uh, on the end. Um, if you made it this far, I really appreciate you, but I need you to hear this. Like when we do this, this also breeds physical and sustainable results, right? It's just about changing and shifting your perspective. Maybe it's not all at once. Like you're used to when you go all in on keto or some super restrictive diet, right? But if you don't plan on doing those super restrictive diets for for forever, right? And you regain all the weight back that you lost plus some, was that even worth your time? Right. To see that number on the scale go down just to regain it all. Was that worth it? Right. But when you do this, when you learn to take your failures for what they actually are lessons for what's setting you up for long term success, you find more ways to stay consistent. The number one thing needed to see results is consistency. And when we create consistency for the way that we want to live our life, that's what breeds results that last. That's what breeds results that last. If we don't do that first, everything that you do is going to lead down a road where you will quote unquote fail. But again, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing because it will get you closer and closer and closer to where you want to be, ultimately want to be, not just the superficial or very shallow reason that you try to make change, right? A body fat percentage, a body composition, a uh, a number on the scale, right? Those can be a part of your goals, but if that's the only reason you have, it's not very compelling. It's not very uh, exciting to keep showing up on days when you really don't want to get about out of bed, when you really don't have the energy, right? And when you have the context to still try, 
and we have a better and we have a better understanding of every time we try, we learn something that gets us closer to where we ultimately want to be. You never fail. You never fail. And more importantly, you create the life that actually works for you. And that's the most exciting thing about this process is that you need to fucking fail. And it's a it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It just is. Just like light is not better. It's, uh, or like the darkness isn't bad. The lightness isn't good, right? Like the sky, the southern sky isn't good or bad. It just is. Nighttime isn't good or bad. It just is, right? The ups and downs of life, even though we may perceive them as bad, we choose to perceive them as bad. What can we extract to help us prepare, be prepared for the next time? Because this moment right now that we're in is the only thing that matters, right? Even though it, we would like it to be over sooner rather than later, wouldn't we rather be prepared, more prepared for the, the likelihood of something similar to the situation happening again, because we can't control everything in our life. And there will be something similar that will make us feel the same bad or negative feelings that come up. So if we're more prepared, do you think we can mitigate those negative feelings and show up in a much better way that will help lead us to much more success, success in the long run? Right. And another one more perspective I want to share with you, right? Everyone thinks like this, this will make it take way longer to get to your results, right? But just zoom out for a second. Do you think that 90-year-old you would care how long it took for you to get to your goals? I guarantee you, when you start thinking like you're 90 years old, right? If We're lucky if we get to 90, right? Men, I think our average lifespan is like 78 years, 75, something like that. Women, I think is like uh, late 90s. We're lucky if we get to our late, if, if we get to 90, right? But just think, is 90-year-old you going to care how long it took you to get to your goals if you got there? Because now there's you see the light at the end of the tunnel. There's nothing else. You're almost at the end of the road, right? So as long as you, it doesn't matter how long it takes you. Right. I work with clients in their 50s, 60s, and 70s that learn this lesson. Right. It's better they learn it now than before their last day. Right. I'm very fortunate that I am as young as I am and I've caught it, but now I've made it my 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 number one goal is to help people, no matter where they're at, catch it now. Because what we do now matters more than anything else. And what we do most of the time with the time we have now is what our body will hear, it's what our lifestyle will hear, and we will create the results that we want when we learn to tip the the balance in that in our favor that genuinely works for us through all the lessons we learned from failing. You need failing. You need to fail. And I will I know it's not an actual failure. It's not actually a failure. It actually gives you everything that you want <laughs> and gives you the ability to cherish um and and appreciate the things that you do accomplish when you go through all those those failures throughout this process. So yeah, this is a good episode. I'm I hope I hope um I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this helped. And again, if this helped shift the perspective or helped you even in a small way, I really appreciate it if you took this time to to share this with somebody. And if you share it on social media and tag me, I really appreciate being able to connect with you. So um thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and uh, I'll see you in the next one.